0: last week the the goal was to kind of begin a, a mini series within the series of Romans and our topic is love without hypocrisy. This is the kind of love that we are called to walk in Uh, as Christians. We are are not to be hypocrites. We are to be a humble people. We are to love because we have been shown love. We are to give because it's been given to us. We We are to care for the world at large and especially the saints because God cared for us. And to do, uh, to do love with hypocrisy is a challenge because what happens is that the name of God is blasphemed in the world. The name of God is blasphemed in the world when we as Christians do not, uh, we do not love the way we were loved. Now, this is, this is where it gets really challenging for us in our culture today because uh, oftentimes we're using, the exact same, uh, uh, we're using the exact same vocabulary as the rest of the world, but we're using a different dictionary or we should be using a different dictionary. We say love and the world says love as well. But what we mean by love is 1 Corinthians 13, especially when it comes to agape love, when it comes to the love that is reflective of the character of God. And so we know that love is patient and kind and does not envy and does not boast. And the truth about the world is that they would take all of the positive attributes of love and they'd say, ooh, that sounds good to us too. We we like that too. I want you to be patient to me. Now, me being patient to you, that's another story, but I love the fact that you should be patient to me. The world loves to adopt those things. But here's where the world and the church diverge. The scripture says that the Christian, that agape love, does not celebrate in unrighteousness, but rejoices in truth. True love, the love that God has poured out on our lives, did not rejoice in our wickedness, church. He did not rejoice in our wickedness. As a matter of fact, he did as Paul instructs us in Romans chapter 12. He abhorred that evil. He hated that evil. And he came and died for the the consequences of that evil so that we might have life. So we might be using the same vocabulary, but we have altogether uh, we we are working out of an altogether different dictionary, and we need to understand this. Now, this goes uh, for many words in our culture or in the church. It goes for love. It goes for hate. It goes for it goes for uh, righteousness. It goes for good. It, it goes for so many things. It goes for the word faith. How many of you know that the world believes that the definition of faith, as per Christians, the world, the the non-believing world, believes that faith is believing something without evidence and not caring that you don't have evidence? That's what they believe. They believe that our faith is just blind faith or wishful thinking. And here's what's tragic about that. The church has accepted the definition. Said, yeah, I just have faith in this situation. And you're like, so you trust that God's going to come through? And you're like, no, I'm just crossing my fingers. I'm just kind of hoping that this will come about. That's the wrong dictionary again. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. There is substance and there is evidence to the very things that we believe. One of those of those pieces of substance and evidence is what we celebrate next week. It's what we celebrate. There is a risen Lord, and it's not just because the Bible says so, but it is because the Bible says so. It is that the Bible also accounts that 500 witnesses saw the risen Christ. We see this by eyewitness testimony and by historical account. We have substance and we have evidence. We are not just crossing our fingers and hoping this whole thing is true. So we have the same vocabulary, but we got to make sure that we understand that we're working off of a different dictionary, and we need to, uh, we need to challenge that.